Hi everyone, welcome into the Irish NFL show. We're coming to you today from Ballymount Dublin 12, Colin Cronin, Brian and Leary. Welcome in, lads. It's good to have you here. Another week, another week closer to the season. Everyone feeling good? You missing the football, Brian? American football? Well, soccer, you, you missing it, yeah? I, I'm missing a lot of sports at the moment, Michael. It's a, it's a tough hell. You know, we've, you know, we would have had a World Cup to look forward to, you know, this time of year, unfortunately. Like 20 years ago, Brian? That, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you mean in general. It's going to be interesting. That Christmas World Cup is going to be mad because the NFL is on at the same time. That's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, well, I'll, my focus will be on the, the NFL. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite something being, uh, being from Cork and um, be, being from Ireland. It's, um, yeah, let's say not, don't have to worry too much about the gas season. Don't have to worry about too much about the World Cup. Well, we'll see what happens. There, 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 now, and we're obviously going to talk about the football, but there are a few games that overlap, so I can't wait to see that there. I know England played the USA on the day after Thanksgiving, so Brian's going to have a mad few days there. That'd be a heavy few days. It'll be a good crack. Um, on this show today, we're going to look at a couple of team situations. We're going to look at hot seats in terms of quarterbacks, and we're also going to link in a little bit with head coaches. And we're going to start off with the only one we can really start off, and that's, that's Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Jones, now, what's his, 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 what, his third season? In New York? Fifth, Michael. Fifth? Wow. Would any, other, would any other team give a quarterback like Daniel Jones five years? Well, it, it's probably a, t a testament to a number of things. One, he, he had a, a serious neck injury. He did. Um, and then there was the, the change, obviously, in terms of the general manager. I, I think if the Giants hadn't changed or had the change had come earlier, then they may have changed QBs earlier. For Daniel Jones, some of it is, it, it, he should never have gone at six, right? Like, he should never have gone at six. It, there was crazy expectation because of that, and that's probably why equally there was the expectation, but equally the, fi the fifth season. They're, they're running it back because they kind of, I guess, it, you know, it, you're rolling the dice. Maybe somewhere out of nowhere it'll work, but I think they're gi the Giants are doing this with one eye on next year, surely, Brian. Yeah, he's had three head coaches. This will be his third head coach, and he's had four offensive coordinators, and this is the fourth system he's had to, had to learn. And people can say, oh, their quarterbacks can quickly pick up this stuff. The reality is it's, it's a difficult situation for him. He's also been very injury-plagued. I mean, he hasn't played a full season yet. He's, he, he gets injured. Um, he gets injured because he puts his head in the wrong place at the wrong time. He hasn't realised quickly in the NFL that the clock needs to go off, and he has to put himself down or in you know in, in the pocket he, he gets the ball stripped out very easily his stats don't lie I think he'll have a good season under this new head coach Brian Dable will it be enough to save him in terms of his career to Giants no for me he has to have an MVP season really yes he really does because if he has a, a if he has a middle to the top say he's 10th best quarterback in the league right and they don't make the playoffs then the Giants narrative will be a bit like the Broncos to it. So we've got a strong side. We've done really well. We've had a reasonably good season. We're a quarterback away from being a really good team. And next year, the Giants have in the region of 70 million cap space. So we, we were fortunate to have Joe Shane on recently. He's done a massive rebuild in a short period. He's essentially got rid of all the dead wood. He's got rid of the cap situation. And next year, he's got the fruits of his work with, it, with an opportunity to be really aggressive in free agency. And I do trust the new GM and the new head coach to go and get the right players next year as opposed to a GM over the past four or five years who's just brought in players at the back end of their career on big contracts, which isn't, what you're, which isn't fruitful when you want to build a team in the long term. So 
he would have to have a really strong season to be the quarterback this year because of the four. If, 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 he has a, if he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, build a statue to Brian Dable there and then, right? <laughs> Put it outside the stadium because, yeah, I think he can have a good year, but to me, the, a very, very good year for Daniel Jones would be that he was the 15th or 16th best. In the in the league, I don't. I just don't. See, I don't see it. I, I don't see him being being better than that. I, and I do think the the Giants either make a move in free agency next year or will be drafting. Time will tell. They've got obviously Brian Dable coming in. He was the OC in the Buffalo Bills. Great offense to learn from there. I guess for Daniel Jones, it's going to be how he starts that season off and his mental capacity as well. I mean, Brian, that that schedule for the Giants, the first five games, Titans. Okay, the Panthers, fair enough. The Cowboys. Oh, the bear. Okay, I'll give you the Bears. Uh, the Packers in London, which is a neutral game almost, which it won't be because it'll be like 40,000 Packers fans there. That's like, I just can't see how he's going well, to Well, see, I'd, I'd actually I'd argue that one because if you look at the schedule as a whole, they play the Panthers, they play the Falcons, they play the Jags, they play the Texans, they play the Lions. Mm. The Giants could win games, actually. No, them teams will be saying the exact same team. We're playing the Giants. Just winnable games there. If he replicates his first season, what, over 3,000 passing yards, 24 touchdowns in his rookie season, if he can replicate that, will he be there next year? Yeah, but, well, no, no, he won't be. He won't be because what I'd say, if we're going to replicate that season, then you're going to have Saquon Barkley who had over 3,000 yards that season combined between catching and, and running, and he, he caught over 90 balls. He was really effective in his fourth season. For him to have a really good season, Saquon Barkley has to come back and have a really good season. So it sounds like Pete Carroll can have a quarterback next year then. Daniel Jones is available, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. Sorry, one more, one more. There'll be a quarterback next year that we don't believe now will be available. And that's where the Giants can make a trade. So, look, okay, we probably knew Russell Wilson, but there will be, you know, every season is different. There'll be quarterbacks this year that we feel are locked in for the future. And for one reason or another, will become available next year. And the Giants, I imagine, will go in and make a trade. That could start a whole different show off there now. We can start talking about that. There's other quarterbacks who are in a similar situation that we're going to come to now. It's the summer of Tua in Miami. He has a new coach. He's been given everything. He's been given the keys to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, as far as I'm concerned. And this is it. it very much like Daniel Jones, it's the season for him now, and he has to do something. I think the Dolphins will finish second in, in the AFC East, um, and we'll talk about maybe the rest of the division in August. But there's no reason why they can't finish second or even challenge for the division. However, I think the Bills are too far ahead. I think that's not going to be enough because of the AFC. So where do the, where do the Dolphins stand? Do they give? Do they continue with Tua there, or do they try and bring in Tom Brady or a forty-seven-year-old or whatever he is? He is now Tom Brady next season, or what's the plan? Because apparently he, that's all been confirmed. That was actually the plan. So if you're Tua sitting there, Colin, you're going. Does this team really believe in me? Well, what I will say in fairness to, to Tua was there was a lot of talk last year during the year about even replacing him then and um, they might have brought in Watson during the yeah. season mm. last year and Tua just got on with it. Um, and, and in fairness, that's, that's a testament to him. The issue, I think, with Tua is just the arm strength and, um, you know, can, can, like, if he can't throw 
deep, then you have to scheme around him. Now, bringing in Mike McDaniel, I actually think is a great move for the Dolphins because I, I do think he will scheme and it will allow, you know, the, the, you expect to see a lot more in the running game and it will allow to, uh, they brought in, um, you know, people on the offensive line. So Tua won't, it won't all be on Tua. But Tua, there is a huge amount of pressure and expectation. Stephen Ross, we know, um, isn't very patient. He wants to win. Um, so I, I think there are huge expectations on Tua. And bringing in Tyree Kill means that they, they will expect him to perform. I just I don't know if Tua has the physical capabilities to be a real um, elite quarterback in the NFL. And particularly in the AFC. And that's Tua's problem in some ways. If Tua was in the NFC, it might be a little bit easier on him, but he's not. He's in the AFC, he's going up against everyone else, and it will, it will be very, very difficult. He undoubtedly has talent, he undoubtedly has heart, but if you don't have a deep ball in today's NFL, it's very difficult. Uh, Taron Armstead there as well. Uh, they've really put the chips around him, and how long do you give it? Do you give him the whole season? Yeah, well, it's the whole season because there's not really any backup there that can step in, really, and deliver. Um, they're a really strong side, and they're, I've, they're in a very... They're in a similar position. If it comes 12 months' time, they have a season like they had two years ago in the Blind Flowers, where they had 10 and 6, and they, they don't make the playoffs 17 games now, but if they have a similar type of scenario where they just miss out, the narrative will straight away be, if only we had a quarterback with a, at a higher ceiling than to it we would make the playoffs. Um, two is a good quarterback in his own way. You know, we had uh, Matt Vedderam on last week and he said the problem for two is he's always going to be compared with Joe Burrow and, and Herbert because they came out of the same draft. He is a good quarterback and I think, you know, if he was to be released or made available for trade next year, there'd be other teams that will make it, make it go with him. But um, it's hard to know right now what we see. We saw people last week, you know, the media speculate about, oh, in training camp, he's doing long throws, he looked great. But the reality is, as we spoke- It's silly season. Yeah. It's silly season. But, like, uh, what I meant was, you know, could we see Ryan Fitzpatrick make a miraculous return from retirement at <laughs> no. some point? That, that, no. That's what I meant. Um, no. I don't know. It's silly season. And some of the things, you, I've seen that about a lot, like he's throwing balls down the field. That's great. I mean, are they even wearing pads yet at this point? Like, well, I'll know? give you one, Michael. Like, I, I spoke to Colin separately about this, and I kind of suggested in the last one to be a quarterback available next year that no one believes. Lamar Jackson. Right, we're, we've, we've got contract situation here as well, but Kyle Murray. But Lamar Jackson, whatever you say, he is upsetting the Ravens. You know, it's an unusual situation. Most quarterbacks want to get paid immediately, secure the money to get injured. They've made their money already. He's gone the other way. He doesn't want to sign a contract. At some stage, the Ravens will say, enough's enough. Yeah. And maybe they'll make him available for a trade next year. He went to Louisville College. He's from, he's not from Miami itself, but he's from the Florida area. That would make sense next year if they're close to being a team that you know, needs to make a step up with a quarterback, Lamar Jackson. The Giants would potentially be in as a suitor for Lamar Jackson. He's the kind of guy next year, if he doesn't sign this contract this season, that could be the guy that everybody's going after next summer. Granted, it wasn't a 17-game stretch, but I've seen Huntley play in Baltimore with the Ravens last year. Surely they're sitting now, and they, they would probably bring somebody else in as well, but maybe the Ravens are just taking their time and going, eh. Well, I think the Ravens would like to get it done with Lamar, but he, he isn't 
signing you know I, I guess he he backs him himself and he wants to see obviously they would presumably use the franchise tag um and and look to to get something for him and if a quarterback like lamar jackson came on um, the market they would get quite a bit so yeah brian has certainly has a point about like get, that could be an unexpected qb who is available next year if they have to tag him and then he says i won't play on the tag um, they would have to to trade him and look lamar jackson is an unbelievable qb um there would be any number of suitors for him York. take him to new york brian eh? You take him tomorrow, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he'll play you on drive him over yourself play on that tag because the tag next year is, is in the region of 38 to 40 million. So I'd imagine he would play on that tag. Ryan Tannehill yeah. has lost, well, the Titans have lost for Sean Evans and AJ Brown. Now, granted, uh, they brought it, was it Burks at wide receiver in the draft? A lot of people speculating that this is the season that they start to make that, maybe that step down a bit. I don't know. I'm really torn on, the, on how the Titans are going to do. Um, what's your thoughts? I mean, this is probably Tannehill's last year, isn't it? Well, it's Tannehill's last year if he doesn't have a, a really good year um, because he he essentially threw their playoff chances away. Um, he talked in then the offseason how it affected him. He didn't sleep for weeks. He kept thinking about it. Um, but he hasn't helped himself. Like, right... A few years ago, um, when Drew Locke was drafted, Joe Flacco was asked about, you know, uh, mentoring uh, Drew Locke. And he said, not my job. And he got an awful lot of flack over it. And it, all, all he would have had to say is, yeah, I'll do that. He didn't necessarily have to do it. Yeah. He just had to say he'd do it. But Tannehill watched Flacco take all that, that, that flack. And he went and he did the exact same thing. Literally the exact same thing. The same question. Will you, will you venture the, the young QB who's just been drafted? No, that's not my job. But there was a lot more, I find there was a lot more sort of media focus. Maybe it's because it's the time of the year. There was a lot of media focus on Tannehill in comparison to that whole flack of situation. And the whole sort of fallout from it is very were, interesting. The, the Titans are a playoff team. Yeah. And, and they have Mike Vrabel. They have a great coach, coach of the year. So I think that's why there was more focus than the Broncos and Flacco who were nobodies at, at that <laughs> stage realistically that's the reality of the situation and that's why the, the focus was there and I just thought like if he had just said yeah um, I will everyone would have moved on nobody would have talked about it it was a silly mistake he's made silly mistakes on the field off the field it's a big big year for Ryan Tannehill he's, he's earning 30 million this year it's a significant amount of money towards the cap so you can understand why Titans fans are getting a little bit frustrated Colin is right he, he's, you know, he threw away that playoff game. In the playoff game, the first play of the game against the Bengals was an interception. The last play of the game was an interception when they're driving to get into field goal range to kick a winning field goal. And yeah, he doesn't lend, he doesn't lend himself to, to the situation by coming out with silly comments like that. You know, just say what you don't say. We've seen head coaches and GM time and time again say the obvious thing, not the right thing. And we all know it's all spoofology. But they're saying what they need to say to keep everybody on, on the same page. He doesn't say that. He says he's not going to help the, the new young quarterback who's a third-round pick anyway, but because for so long everybody felt Malik Willis would go in the first round, they still have kind of high hopes for him. And he didn't turn up for the OTAs. I know it's optional, but he didn't turn up. He continuously came up, but he had to go seek counselling after that game, which was a difficult loss. I can understand that side of things. And then the OTAs, everybody felt he would be getting back in. He would be leading by example, saying, look, guys, we were number one seed for a reason. Let's focus on next season and he didn't show up. So I can totally understand as to why Titans fans are disgruntled. Yeah, I think he's a make-or-break year for, for Titans. Insert Mike Vrabel meme here. I think the whole AJ Brown rookie, rookie wide receiver thing is a huge gamble. 
It's mm-hmm. going to pay off in huge dividends or it's going to be uh-oh territory. Talking about uh-oh territory, we're going to go to Brian's favorite quarterback, Jalen Hurts in the Eagles. Uh, as of June, uh, June the 11th, when this is being recorded, they're going to win the NFC East as it stands, yeah. Has to, I mean, like what they've done and huge year for Hurts though as well. It's sort of similar situation to what we're talking about. He has to perform as well. Um, what gets Hurts over the line for the Eagles? Do you think it's the NFC East and a playoff appearance or, or what, you know? Um, well, I think it's, it's, a, it's that, but it's also the performance level, right? Hertz has to show um, that he can do it. He's entering year three, and in fairness to Hertz, he wasn't a first-round pick, but it is a, a huge year for him. It's a prove-it year. In fairness to Howie, um, who gets a, a lot of, of um, abuse at times and, and will never get over the Jalen Rieger pick, um, he has done a phenomenal job this offseason, mm. right? The Eagles have put the weapons, have put the protection ar- around Jalen Hertz, and remember, they had a first-time head coach la- last year. They made the playoffs. So they have to do that again. They probably need to win a playoff game, I would say, at least for Hertz to uh, you know, remain as the, the starter there. Because remember, they have the, um, the ammo to go up in next year's draft and, and take a QB if necessary. I really like what the Eagles have done this offseason because they have a team in place now. They have some guys who are backing up some of their older players who they can bring in um, and, and so they're well placed. So it's up to Jalen Hurts to prove it. I like him, I re- I, I, I'm not saying he is a franchise guy, but I, I think he, if he can take the next step, um, the Eagles co- could have a really good year. It's like that hybrid sort of thing where he can, he can run and he can pass as well. I, I, if it was my team and we didn't have that one franchise guy, I'm looking at Jalen Hurst and thinking if he can make the next step, the Eagles have got their guy, but it's all about ifs, isn't it, in that division? Well, I think the AJ Brown trade is another sign that the, another signal from the Eagles that they want to give him all the opportunity to prove that he is the quarterback. And there were some Eagles fans last year that felt, yeah, he had a great season. If only he had certain other players who could step up. Like the, the Jalen Rieger trade hasn't really, or sorry, draft pick hasn't really materialised. And the Eagles fans are still disgusted over the fact that Jefferson has gone to the Vikings and been so productive. It's a difficult one for me. Like I look at the look at the Eagles last year, uh, addition by subtraction. I suppose this is a strategic move by the head coach that he reduced the number of, you know, OTAs. He's reduced the number of, you know, manager training camp sessions. And then when they start the season, they were two and five, and then they won a, lo- a lot of games towards the back end of the season. He put that down to freshness of the team because they weren't put into the, I suppose, the grilling that other teams would do during training mm. camp. So does will that work again? We don't know. Are they the favourites for me? They are because of what they've done, but they're not the favourites in the bookies. The Cowboys are the favourites, but I can still see a good season for them. I still think they'll, yeah, I think they'll win the division and go to the playoffs. But with the two picks next year, they've covered themselves. They've put themselves in a position where if it doesn't work out, same scenario with the Dolphins. If they have a good season, make the playoffs again, lose immediately in the wild card, they'll probably make a decision that we're a quarterback away again from being a really strong team and contending again the following season. And that's supposed to be where they may look at a quarterback next year in the draft. Let's go up north, not to Tyrone or, or Belfast or anything, but let's look at the NFC North. Good plug there. Um, Kirk Cousins, the excuses have started, uh, saying that the defensive play with new defensive coordinator Ed Donatel, good one there, is, mu- is, is muddy. And uh, uh, he's, I mean, they're, they're already complaining in Minnesota, which is always a good sign going into the season. The division that they're in, when you've got Chicago and Detroit, take, take away Green Bay. 
if they already look at getting that second place and try to get a, play, a wild card spot, again, Kirk Cousins is in a situation where there is no excuses. He is the Andy Dalton in the season's NFL for me. Um, quarterback purgatory. I would not start him in a month of Sundays. And I know there's probably content where I've went, been all in before. I just can't be bothered anymore. Kirk Cousins, I've seen him play last year. No. Um, well, Florio constantly calls it purple purgatory uh, for the, the Vikings, <laughs> and, and that's where he is. To me, he's probably, he's right bang in the middle of the QBs, right? Mm. Except the problem is they're paying him like kind of a top five QB, in, especially with the guaranteed money, and that's the issue for, for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins can be very good but Kirk Cousins can equally be very bad. He threw probably the worst interception we saw in all of last season at one point. He threw it like, <laughs> there was no, nobody in the vicinity and he just chucked it away. He makes baffling decisions. Equally at other times, he's really gritty and he'll make throws that amaze you. Um, and, and, but the, the problem is that again, you kind of win you know, with Kirk Cousins, you don't win because of Kirk Cousins. You go back even in Jefferson's first year. Uh, remember the hot mic and they caught him shouting at, at, at Cousins. Um, it's a testament to Jefferson's ability, but also what the team thinks of Cousins, um, that he, a rookie, could uh, shout at his QB like that. Um, I, I expect the Vikings to be be there or thereabouts. Last year, um, we, we talked about it, they um, would have... Uh, they would have played the, um, the 72 Dolphins or the 0-16 Lions. They would have played them in the same way. They would have played them close. I expect more of the same this year. 7-9-ish sort of season for me. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was the Rams offensive coordinator, Super Bowl champion with the Rams, now the head coach of the Vikings. I mean, if they can't incorporate that offense and try and do something as erratic, I mean... Well, I think he's, he's going to struggle because the... Quarterback is so inconsistent. Collins pretty much nailed it. You know, there's no consistency with him. One week he's up, one week he's down. Like I, I reflect on two games last year. They go in, they beat the, the Packers at home. You know, and it, it's a it's a ding dong game, back and forth. But a minute to go, it looks like the Packers are going to win the game. Kirk Cousins drove them down. They get a touchdown. They win the game. Sorry, they get a field goal. But still, he was under a pressure situation. He managed to drive. They win the game. The following week, they're playing on Sunday night football against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are missing Dak Prescott. They're missing a number of players. Everybody said, oh, the Vikings have this. They're going to go on a bit of a run. They lose the game. <laughs> that's, that's the Vikings. That sums them up. They played the Lions. They lose to the Lions at, towards the back end of the season. That game was there to be won. I think they got very... They overtaught the situation at the end. If you recall, they had the ball. They were in the red zone. And they were trying to take all the time off the clock. There's just so many times they've shoot themselves in the foot. And a lot of that is down to quarterback play more so. And also the, the call playing by the head coach who's now been relieved of his duties. It'll be interesting to see how Kevin O'Connell, he's another one who's coming in with a great, rec you know, great recommendation having worked for McVeigh. We spoke at the board about head coaches that are now getting jobs because they've worked for McVeigh. Will he be able to correct the wrongs of that offence? I'm not, I'm not convinced they will. And the dangerous thing as well, Colm, is Lions, they're not going to make a massive step this year, but they're going to make maybe a, a bit of a worse step up. Um, I mean, maybe the Bears will as well. Justin Fields is there. They've got a new head coach in... Uh, Mike Aberfuss as well so this is a situation where the Vikings could maybe take a step back or they may not they're the most unpredictable team going 
Yeah, they, they are. Um, and uh, with in-laws from, um, from Minnesota, they, there are so many stories uh, that they have. And, and we've seen it time and time again, that the Vikings just constant disappointment. They get into positions, you think they're going to win, and then no, they, they let you down. Some, brill some you know, brilliant games at times, um, but it, it is, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Kevin O'Connell sounds like a lad um, from County Clare, <laughs> so great to have him as a head coach in, in the league. He has a, a job on his hands. I think it, it's very difficult, particularly with Rodgers staying with the Packers, um, and it'll take time to sort out their roster. Um, they, they, they went for it like the whole idea for them was we remember the case Keenum the miracle um, yeah. in Minneapolis against the the Saints Long and they were going to bring in Kirk Cousins guaranteed money take the next step it didn't work there was a lot of money spent there um, I think there's a lot of clearing out to do he hasn't been able to maybe do the kind of pruning job that we've seen uh, Joe Shane do at the the Giants in the same in the same way um, so yeah certainly the the Vikings fans that you talked to they're they're not they don't have huge expectations for this year. I would also say the GM is I wouldn't say he's under pressure but there's question marks already at this stage from Vikings fans and rightly so because like most teams who have a new GM you can see what the plan is in place I think most Giants fans would say yeah we can see what what the top process is on the draft night no one could understand what the, the Vikings were doing because they moved from 12 down to 31 mm. and there was teams who then traded below that and got much more value and then they then moved around again in the second round. Yeah, okay, they brought in players and everybody's saying, right now on paper, they look like they're really good players, but the, the strategy and the pl thinking behind that was unusual. And we've had numerous people on from the NFL world who couldn't get their head around it either. So he's under pressure, I would I'd imagine. Let's just wrap this up by looking at the situation with Kyler Murray, who put that statement out, which was just at this point now, I mean, I still don't get it. But more importantly, they open up against the Chiefs. Week 2, Raiders. Week 3, Rams. <laughs> week 4, Panthers. Week 5, Eagles. Week 6, Seahawks. Week 7, Saints. And then they play the Vikings. Taking that whole conversation with Kyler Murray, Colin, and Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, what's going on there? Should Kyler maybe just stop writing notes on his notepad on his iPhone and actually get into OTAs and start doing something or what's your thoughts well ordinarily you'd say uh, a cliff team does really well in the first seven weeks but they've got to do it without <laughs> hopkins which is a nightmare for yeah. for them um, they've lost a number of other players and look i i i'll keep going back to it um because the last time we saw kyler murray on the field he was sitting dejected um as the rams put a beat down on his team and you had three um super bowl winners on the manning cast um, you know, uh, a, a, a Hall of Famer and probably in, in Eli and Russell Wilson, two future Hall of Famers uh, saying that, you know, he should be getting up, that this is not how you lead a team. Um, he, the, I suppose the Cards have done their best to try to refute the leadership stuff, but when you have people with that so those sorts of credentials saying, Mm, that's not how I would lead the team and they've gone and done it and won Super Bowls. That's kind of telling. Um, it's, it's a huge year for, for Kyler Murray and, and the Cardinals. Uh, the GM is under pressure. The head coach is under pressure. The quarterback is under pressure. They're not the same side they were last year. It could look very different in, in Arizona at this time next year. Super Bowl in Arizona in February. Egon? Absolutely. 
Yeah, we'll be there. The Cardinals won't. We'll be there. That, 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 that's a very confident <laughs> yes. Um, I can book a flight tomorrow. B- book the flights to Arizona. It's going to be interesting next February. Yeah, you're saying the Cardinals aren't going to be there. Why not? Yeah, we haven't even we haven't even thrown a ball yet. I find it surprising that Cliff Kingsbury got the contract he did. He, he's shown over the past two years consistently over two course of two seasons that they start off well, and then when it comes to the crunch games, they they can't they can't get get it done. Like if you look reflect on week seventeen, they actually could have won the division, and they they lost to the Seahawks, who at that stage has, you know, they, they had bottomed there. Their season was over, and they were at home. The results had gone their way in the other game in so in so far, They they could have won the division. They should have won the division. But the Kyler Murray thing is fine because like what's happened now is he he has turned up. He, okay, it's managing, but he did turn up to the OTA re- recently, which was optional. I think they've done that on the on the basis that his G is. Um, his agent and the GM have had a conversation and they've made it, you know, they've come to the, the realisation that the contract will get done. So it's kind of, right, I'll trust you to get this done and I will show up. But I still think the team is lacking without Hopkins. We saw when he missed games last year, when he was injured, it, they weren't the same team. They brought in Hollywood Brown. For me, giving, around, giving away a first-round pick for him was an unusual move. He's been productive for the Ravens, but I don't think he's at that level where he justified a first-round pick. To me, that was a sign of desperation that... They need players that are going to help. And for me, with the division and the Rams, and I still think the 49ers will be strong, for me, they won't make the playoffs this year. It's been good crack chatting to you, lads. Thanks very much.